Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for August 22nd, 2022. So today, for my children, is the first day of school, but some children have already gone to school, and other children are going to go to school next week. Uh, and our children in the Dominican Republic start school two weeks from now. But bottom line is, this is the season where kids are going to school. So I, I have a special message for you this morning. You may have children that are going to school. You may have grandchildren going to school. And so what I'm going to do is I, I still wanted to flow in the vein that I'm flowing in God's grace and our faith. So this is part 67. I'm still going to teach you God's grace and our faith, part 67. It's already done, right? I'm going to do all of that. And then I'm going to give you like a double message. I'm going to come right back and then give you uh, a message about praying for our children for this school year. So there's a lot that I'm going to cover this morning. I want you to open up your heart and get ready to receive the word. All right, so this is a double message for those of you uh, that either have children or, or you, you have friends that have children that are going to school, please share this message with them. All right, so let's deal with the first message first, grace, God's grace in our faith. Uh, so I'm going to still flow in that vein. We've been looking at John 1 14, John 1 17. Let's look at those two scriptures and then we'll get into the education piece. John 1 14 says the word Jesus became flesh. He made his dwelling among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In John 1 and 17, the Bible says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Say grace and truth. Grace and truth is what I keep teaching you. Grace, God's grace and our faith is what I keep teaching you. This is the way that we're supposed to live. So in this series, We've learned about the unmerited favor of God. That's the grace of God. It's the grace life. Matter of fact, put the grace life in the chat, right? And so you, you can say, hey, listen, uh, uh, I'm walking out the grace life. This, this is so liberating to live your life based on the grace of God and then your requirement to live by faith to, in order to tap into God's grace. In this series, you learned about God's sovereignty and your responsibility. Just, yes, it, it is true that God sits on the circle of the earth God knows all things. God is everywhere. God doesn't have to go anywhere to be everywhere, right? God is, he knows all things. He has all power. He's in all places, all of that. He's a sovereign God, but we also have some responsibilities and our responsibility is to walk and live by faith. We've learned about God's timing. Ooh, we've learned about God's timing. You can put this in the chat. The promises of God have a timing component, right? So the promises of God have a timing component to them. And we've learned about how, as a believer, we need to, to, to tap into or to, to lay hold of God's promises and to hold on in faith long enough to see what God said. We don't want to get out ahead of God because then the grace won't be there. We won't don't want to fall behind God because then we'll be frustrated trying to catch up. We want to flow in harmony and in sync with the Holy Spirit. We've learned about the importance of seeing yourself as Jesus is in this world. I, I tell you all the time, that, that, you know, as a believer, it's a, it's a sad commentary to have a low self-esteem. Your job is to believe what God believes about you. And then you've been learning about God's grace 
and our requirement to live by faith. So ha having said all of that, our role is to discern what God has already done. I'm teaching you right now about it's already done. Our role is to discern what I believe that God reveals to me that it's already done. And now what we do is we receive by faith what, believe, what we believe God has already provided. So it's already done uh, as, as far as God's concerned. And now what I'm going to do is when I do, I'm doing because I believe that it's already done and I'm receiving what's already been provided. So let's get into that for this morning. I, what I do, I wanted to share some scriptures with you, but because today is a double message, I'm just going to give you like six or seven quick things. And then we're going to get into the thing on, on our students. All right. So as I share these things with you, I want you to really kind of just be in receive mode and tap into and, and, and set your faith in agreement with what God is saying. All right. So number one, once you're in Christ, your next step is to do what God birthed you to do, right? Once you're born again and you know that you're born again and you're not going to hell and you know that you're going to heaven, now what are you supposed to do? Well, I'm supposed to now spend the rest of my life up until that point. I, my fo I was I was lost, and so I didn't know Jesus. Now that I'm born again, and I'm in Christ, and Christ is in me, now I have to spend the rest of my life doing what it is that God has called me to do. Now, when I when I go do what God has called me to do, I'm actually not doing uh, to get God to move. I'm not doing to get God um, to to do something on my behalf. I'm actually doing because I believe that God has already done it. So let me explain. So when I do something in faith, I'm not releasing my faith because honestly, remember I told you that I started studying the grace of God in 2012. So it's only been 10 years. I've been preaching for 26 years, but it's only been the last 10 years that we've really, I, I believe the body of Christ has got a better understanding or revelation of the grace of God. So before that, I would set my faith in agreement. I would decree, I would declare, I would, I would make confessions. I would sow a seed. I would do all of that. And I was believing in my mind anyway, that as I was releasing my faith, that now God is going to move because I moved. But no, when I understand the grace of God and I have a better, it wasn't that my understanding was incorrect, but in many ways it was incomplete. And now that I get a better understanding of the grace of God, I can understand that now what I'm doing is I'm releasing my faith what God has already provided. So it's not that I need God to move. I'm only moving because God moved. I'm only doing because God already did. I'm only releasing my faith because I believe that it's already mine. And so now, ooh, is a, is, is, there's a, a greater level of confidence. So now my actions, my belief, and my actions are predicated upon the knowledge that I have through the Holy Spirit of the revelation that God has given me concerning my future. God has already been to my future. It is future for me, but it's past to him. And so now as God reveals things to me that are future to me, but past to him, I now release my faith and I'm not doing to get God to do. I'm doing because I believe God already did it. I'm doing because I believe it's already done. And so now what I'm doing is I'm setting my faith in agreement and I'm walking out what I'm destined to do and destined to be. Say amen to that. Glory to God. It's a, it's a completely different way to exercise your faith. Number two, when you're praying, let me give you a, an example. I've used this example before, but it's worth repeating. When you're praying for the salvation of someone, Let's say that somebody says, hey, I want to get born again. And so, so I'm preaching the gospel, say, hey, if you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, raise your hand. If you if you were to die today and you're not sure whether or not you go to heaven or hell, raise your hand. They raise your hand. Come up here. You want to receive Jesus as Lord? Yes. In front of the whole church. This young brother wants to receive Jesus as Lord. All right. All right. Well, let's pray with him. The, the young brother, you know, confesses with his mouth, Romans 10, 9 and 10, the, confesses with his mouth, the Lord Jesus believes in his heart that, that God raised him from the dead. The Bible says he shall be saved. Boom. He's born again in that moment. Now, 
when he received, when he did that, he released his faith for something that, that God did 2,000 years ago. It wasn't like when that young man is at the altar and the whole church is behind him and he's receiving Jesus as Lord. It wasn't like God in heaven has to do anything. Let's say that young, young man's name is Johnny. Well, no, it's not like heaven says, hey, Johnny wants to get saved. Let's provide him salvation. No, that salvation was provided 2,000 years ago. Salvation, eternal life for the whole world was provided 2,000 years ago. All Johnny did this morning was receive it. He received by faith what was already provided by grace. Same thing with healing. Let's say that somebody needs to be healed and somebody, and they come up and, hey, I, I need healing for this or that. And, and we release our faith and we lay hands on the sick and they recover. Bam, the power of God hits them and they're healed. You know, God gives them new parts or whatever it is that God does physically in their body. It wasn't like God needed to do something right now. That was already provided 2,000 years ago. What they did was they received what was already done. So, so let me just say it this way. There are many things that some people today think that God has to do for them, and, and they got to get a revelation of what God has already done. When you, when you get a revelation of what God has already destined for you to do and destined for you to be, that you are already called to do this or that, then the grace of God is already on you for it. Your job is to walk out by faith what God has already done by grace. Say amen to that. You got it? So it's already done, and for you, it's only a matter of time. All right, number three. If, if you come to God from a position of lack, right? If you come to God from a position of lack, meaning that, and, and I, I hear prayers like this all the time. Oh God, <laughs> even like religious prayers. Oh, oh, oh God who sits high and looks low. <laughs> oh God who has all power in his hand <laughs> and all of this kind of stuff. So even if you do like, you know, you know, fancy prayers, doesn't matter. If you come to God and, and you're coming from a position of lack, Oh God, we need you to do this. Oh God, I need you to do that. Like as if you need God to go do something for you, then you've already failed. Like, like, because now you're actually coming to God from a position of lack. You're coming to God from a position of need. You're coming to God as if you don't believe he's already done it. You're coming to God as if you don't believe is already provided. But so now, but when you're led by the Holy Spirit, you come to the Holy Spirit and you're like, Lord, this is the situation. You know, the situation. What do you want me to do? What's going on? What do I have to do? What's oh, And then the Lord says, no, hey, son, hey, daughter, this is what you need to do. That means that that solution, the solution to your problem has already been provided. Now I just want you to do this to walk it out. So now when I pray, I'm not praying for God to move. I'm praying because I believe God already moved. I'm not praying for God to do. I, I'm praying because I believe God already did it. So I'm like, okay, Lord, now I know what to pray for. So Father, I thank you that I, you, you've already done this. You've already done that. You give me the wisdom, the insight, the revelation, the knowledge, and the understanding to walk this thing out. Now I know what to do because I believe I know what you've already done. And so now I'm not praying from a position of lack. I'm not praying from a position of need. I am praying from a position of grace. And I believe that has already been provided. I believe that it's already done. This is a completely different way to live than the way I used to live before. I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about me. You got it? All right. Put that in the chat. Say, I pray from a position of grace. And so you're praying from a position of grace, like it's already done. You got it? All right. Um, so let me, or, or let me, let me give you an example of this. Let's say that I were to, if I bought um, a dozen donuts and or, this is not a good example because Isabella doesn't want me to buy donuts for the kids, but let's just say that I bought some donuts for the kids and I put a dozen donuts on the counter. Once again, not a good example for my house, but I got it. I put it on the counter. 
And let's say that my son Ethan comes and says, uh, and I tell the kids, hey, there's some donuts on the counter. You can eat them if you want them, right? I even make an announcement on the Alexa and, and I make an announcement all over the house. There's donuts on the counter. If you want it, you can have it, all right? Then let's say an hour later, one of my sons comes to me and says, hey, dad, can you go get me some donuts? <laughs> that would be frustrating for me because I already provided the donuts. Why would you be asking me for something that I already provided? And so, so then obviously you didn't hear what I said and you don't believe what I said. And so it's like that sometimes with God. We, there are people all over the world on a daily basis that are asking God for things that he already gave them or asking God to do things that he's already done. And so God is not going to do for you what he's already given you the grace to do. And so now you got to discern what he's already given you and then walk that thing out by faith. Say amen to that. Amen. All right. Number four, sometimes Christians believe there's something else that needs to take place or they're waiting on God to do something. And, 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 and if God is already destined for you to do something and you're waiting on God to do it, God's timing is different. Like there's a timing component to the promises of God. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you're waiting on God to do something that he's already done, then you're going to be waiting a long time. You got to discern what God has already done. And then you walk that thing out. Number five, you must get to the point where you realize, here's a, go here's a good confession. I'm, I'm going to have you put this in the chat. Here's a good confession. You got to get to the point where you realize you lack nothing. Put this in the chat. Say, I lack nothing. That needs to be part of your declaration. I lack nothing. As it relates to me becoming the man or the woman that God has called me to be, as it relates to me walking out my divine destiny, as it relates to me getting out of me everything that God placed in me from the foundations of the world, I lack nothing. You know why I lack nothing? Because God has already provided. And you know why I lack nothing? Because I'm a child of the most high God and I'm destined. I'm called. I'm destined for such a time as this. God's favor is on my life. I am the righteousness of God by faith. I'm walking out what God has already done. And so no, no, I lack nothing. When, it, when you understand that you are destined, that, that God made plans for you from the foundations of the world and you believe and you receive it in your heart, you know that as it relates to your destiny, you lack nothing. Now, if you start asking for something that's not yours, if you start making a demand on God for something that's not yours to have, then yeah, there's going to be lack because that's not yours. <laughs> so if you ask for the wrong things, James said, you ask amiss. You're going to be asking for stuff that, that is a selfish desire that was not birthed in the heart of God. And at that point, you're not going to get it. Number six, Jesus is not coming back until the judgment. We know that, right? He's coming back one day and on his legs will be written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He'll be coming riding on a horse. And so when he comes back, then he's coming back to judge the living and the dead. But while he was here, he did everything he was supposed to do and he left. And now it's, it's my, our turn. Put this in the chat. Say it's my turn. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. We, he was the incarnation of God and we are the continuation of his incarnation. So it's our turn. We're supposed to live just like Jesus. We're supposed to do just what he did. We're supposed to walk out what's already been provided. So we are here to walk this thing out by faith. We are the just and we live by faith. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. You got it? All right. That's the end of part one. Ooh, I don't, so let's do a declaration of faith to close out part one. And then we're going to talk about our kids going to school. All right. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your unearned and empowering grace and my requirement to live by faith. The more I learn about your grace and my faith, the more effective I am 
in walking out my destiny before I die. Now, by your spirit, you reveal to me what's already been provided. You show me what you have already done. I believe and I receive it. I don't have to strive to get you to move. You have already moved. Your part is already done. Your grace is already there. Now my faith will be there too. I am the just. I walk and live by faith. By faith, I access what you already provided. By faith, I lay hold of the life I was born to live. By faith, I become the man or woman I'm destined to be. And I will leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so now let's go to part two. Now, this is a message about our children. And so what I'm going to do here is give you some scriptures that you can meditate on and talk to your children about. This is why it's important for you to sign up and get my notes. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address so you can get my notes. So now I'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures that you can talk to your children about. And then I'm going to give you a couple of declarations and a prayer. And all of this is in my notes. And all of this, these prayers and declarations, I'm going to put them on social media as well. All right, so just listen to these scriptures real quick. These are scriptures for you to prepare your children to go to school this year. Colossians 3 and 20. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Psalms 25, 1 and 2. Lord, I put my life in your hands. I trust in you, my God, and I will not be disappointed. My enemies will not laugh at me. Proverbs 22 and 6. Point your children in the right direction. When they are old, they will not be lost. So, Proverbs 10 and verse 7. The memory of the righteous is blessed. John 14 and 26. The helper will teach you everything and cause you to remember everything I've told you. The helper is the Holy Spirit that the Father will send in my name. Isaiah 30 and 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice that's behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. I was telling my, my children about this one last night. You know, even when you have all these people pulling you different ways in school, you're going to hear a voice behind you. You will not turn to the left or to the right. And the voice, the Holy Spirit will tell you, this is the way. Walk in it and listen to the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. You got to show me who you hang with. I'll tell you who you are. Psalms 34, 19. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Psalms 91, verses 7 through 11. A thousand people may fall dead at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but nothing bad is going to happen to you. All, you. all you will have to do is watch, and you will see as the wicked are punished around you. Your trust is in the Lord for his protection. You have made God, even the most high, your place of safety. So nothing bad will happen to you. No diseases will come near your home and God will command his angels to protect you everywhere you go. First Timothy 4 and 12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. No, just be an example to believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. First Thessalonians 5, 19 through 22. Don't suppress the Holy Spirit and don't stifle those who have a word from the master. On the other hand, don't be gullible. 
<laughs> As you go out there to go to school, don't be gullible. Check out everything and keep only that which is good and throw away everything that is tainted with evil. Deuteronomy 31 and 6, last scripture, be strong and be brave. Don't be afraid of people because the Lord is with you and he will not leave you. He will not forsake you. All right. So now here's a declaration of faith. I'm putting all of this on social media. Here's a declaration of faith for students to declare as they go to school. I had my kids declare this last night because I'm just going to read it to you. I'm going to declare it, but this is something you can share with your kids. All right. You can say, father, have them say, father, my life is in your hands. I trust in you and I will not be disappointed. I know who I am and whose I am. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. No one can influence me the wrong way. I refuse to allow myself to be corrupted by bad, bad company. I surround myself with the right people and I am influenced the right way. I enter this day and this school year knowing that I am intelligent, loved, and protected from all harm. I respect my parents and teachers. I honor my elders and those in positions of authority. I am kind, nice, polite, courteous, respectful, and gracious. I have friends because I show myself friendly. I am the righteousness of God by faith. I know the memory of the righteous is blessed. Therefore, the Holy Spirit helps me remember everything I need to remember for class, and I have supernatural recall during quizzes, exams, and standardized tests. Every day, I declare that my mind is alert, my body is awake, and I'm ready to make the most of the day that you set before me. I excel academically. I am a kingdom example socially. I am healthy physically. I look in the mirror and I love what I see. I love and like myself. I am confident, bold, and fearless. I am your child, Father, and I act like it everywhere I go. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this is a declaration of faith for parents to declare over their children as they go to school. I'm just going to read this. Now, you set your faith in agreement. If you have kids that are going to school or grandkids that are going to school, set your faith in agreement with this. Father, I place my children in your hands. As they go to school, I trust in you and I will not be disappointed. You give and I give angels charge over them to keep them in all their ways. No evil shall befall them. In, in their pathway is life and there is no destruction. My children resist negative influences. They are shielded from all harm. They are resistant to physical illness and they are divinely capable of excelling at everything they put their hands to do. I love them and you love them. More importantly, my children know that they are loved. They love and like themselves. They believe what you believe about them. They are bold, confident, and fearless. They are respectful and kind. They are courteous and polite. My children are sharp and focused. They understand, comprehend, process, digest, everything that relates to their education. They excel academically, socially, and spiritually. This year is their best year because you are with them everywhere they go. And I declare this by faith in Jesus' name, amen. And then lastly, this is a prayer that I'm going to pray over your children, my children, and I want you to set your faith in agreement with it, and then we're done. All right? Thank you so much for being patient, but this is very important. Let's pray. Father, we pray for our children and children all over the world as they go to school this year. We stifle the hands and the mouths of bullies. We come up against danger, violence, fighting, attacks, and school shootings. We command angels to shield and protect our children, their teachers, and their school grounds this year. May your love fill every facility. May our teachers have the patience required to adequately teach our students. May the students be respectful, well-mannered, and focused on their education. May the children excel academically and socially. May this year be the best year of their lives. As parents, may we also develop 
patience with our children. May we be involved in their education and in their lives. May our children grow up to be the men and women you've called them to be for such a time as this. May our children know that you are on them, in them, with them, and for them. And we pray this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. (laughs) That was a lot. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, get my notes. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I'm going to put all these declarations on social media. I want you to pray this over your children and your grandchildren. I want you to walk in God's best and know that it's already done. Do me a favor. Leave, go into. I need you to do two things. Go into the chat. Leave me some comments if the, this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message, right? This is something you should share. Share it on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabel and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.